0: Hello and welcome to another Wannabe Entrepreneur episode. My name is Tiago and this is the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. I know what you're thinking. Today is Wednesday, not Tuesday. I'm really sorry. I normally release these episodes on Tuesday, but yesterday there was simply too much going on and I didn't want to rush it. I want to make content that I'm happy with, content that you will enjoy. And yesterday it was simply impossible. But to compensate you, today I have a special episode. Normally, in this kind of freestyle episodes, I purely speak. Speak about what's going on in my life, about my indie hacking challenges. But today, I have something different. My friend Sven, a good friend of mine, that I know for more than seven years, he was here, and we decided to have a heart-to-heart conversation. And even though we have similar personalities... Is not an indie hacker, quite the opposite. He has been working in the tech industry for the past eight years and is now a project manager in a company in Berlin. In this conversation, I want to know what excites him and frustrates him the most about his current position and I will also share my point of view. And in the end, we'll have a very open-hearted conversation about our hopes and dreams. So... Let's introduce Sven.
1: I'm just a dude.
0: Is that a good introduction?
1: I'm a guy that tries to or at least I'm trying to convince myself that I try to, you know, use the do the best that I can with you know with the the time that I have, with the job that I have, I'm trying to um climb the the, the ladder or you know, win the rat race or at least not drop out of the rat race. Yeah. Um and I'm explicitly aware of it, but I don't really mind. I like the rat race. Um, and it all kind of serves the purpose of enabling myself to uh, accomplish several private and uh, professional goals.
0: I've always enjoyed, and I still enjoy, obviously, our conversations. I, I love having conversations. You know, sometimes... Uh... Carolina, my partner, she's always saying, okay, it goes nowhere. But sometimes we have like stupid conversations. Remember like, that time we we're like trying to decide if football players would prefer play for their national team or their club. And it still hasn't been resolved. <laughs> yeah. It's just an
1: ongoing conversation. Yeah, I think three we like switch
0: points. We switch opinions three or four times already. <laughs> but we are always in different sides of the, of the spectrum, like trying to uh, argue with each other. It's very weather dependent, you know? It's very weather dependent, it's true. <laughs>
1: Very weather dependent.
0: I think we are both very similar in terms of, like, mindset and very pragmatic. And we have the same kind of stupid humor as well. And But we are in different spectrums. Like, we, we kind of both want to reach some financial freedom, right? Right. But you are, as you said, trying to win the rat race. You're trying to, like, go up the corporate ladder. And I'm trying to go the other way, the indie hacking way. But we are both kind of entrepreneur, I would say, and we are kind of always discussing new ideas. And we just went to the Web Summit together and you spent a big chunk of that time chatting with companies and trying to understand yeah. what they do. Yeah. So I think today would be really interesting for us to just chat about our week. So your week as an employee, my week as an indie hacker, and also try to think about our future. What we want, we are now... We are both in our 30s now. We are old old men. And we it's its a different era. Like It's time to maybe settle down and, or at least kind of think more seriously about our future. So I, I would love to discuss that. So what excited you the most in your job in this past week?
1: I'm starting a new project that's always kind of invigorating because you meet new people. So it's by default, you know, the, as a project drag on, they get a bit more bo- boring and dull.
0: So you started a new project last week?
1: Yeah, we we started a new project. Yeah. Okay.
0: Tell me. Maybe you cannot share the the full details mm. uh, because you know confidentiality and shit. But no, we don't have um, an we don't have an NDA, so I can tell you everything. All right, perfect. <laughs> tell me about it. Like what what how what was it like to start this new project? Like give maybe not a lot of details, not to war people, but like give us some details about that that process.
1: So it was Monday morning
0: 9:31 <laughs> a.m. no it's a it's a Swedish company
1: and they they you know they they got contacted by our sales department and the exciting part was as the sales department hands stuff over to you, so you're learning about the company a bit, you're trying to get some information through, and then you reach out to them, you establish the first contact with the customer, you introduce yourself, like, hey, I want to set up a kickoff call, and then you hop on a call, and then you start you know, introducing the projects from your team, like how you deal with projects, how, how you uh, complete them, what happens and what you know, do's and don'ts, and that kind of stuff. That I think that's the exciting part, because you have to build it's never a copy paste template you have to modify it a bit uh it depends on the project mm-hmm. and you know you're you're going to meet new people you want to leave a, a good first impression i mean all of the impressions are important right but so that's the exciting part because you're going to learn more people are going to expand a bit maybe you'll learn something new uh mm-hmm. it's a new project again different way of doing things um that's that's the exciting part
0: did that go well uh, do you think you did? Did you, did you do a good job? No, I got and... fired the next day. But <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was okay.
1: They were really, really, really cool.
0: Okay. So for me, if I think about the most exciting part of this past week, mm. was definitely getting paid for adding sponsors to this podcast. It's which a big milestone! <laughs> it is huge a, milestone! A clap, clap! Uh, thank you very much. So for, for the listeners here, like, it's a bit weird because I've never... I always told everyone that I didn't want to do ads. Because I I really believe that the ad industry is somehow damaging a little bit society. Uh, and it's also unfair, you know, like, just because you pay, you get more exposure that someone that doesn't have the money. But that doesn't mean necessarily that you have a better better product. Right? So I was always telling everyone, I don't want to do ads. But then, I I need money, right? So, and I, I want to monetize this podcast. And I've tried Patreon. And one thing that I realized, that people do not want to pay for something that is already free. So I yeah, think that's like yeah. the golden rule of the internet, yeah. right? If you have something that is already free, and now you have Elon Musk trying to do that with Twitter a little bit. They're like, okay, Twitter is free, but now you can pay to get this blue shitty tick.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and like no one gets it right because it's already free so you cannot like take something that is free then suddenly okay make it uh, you need to like maybe add some new <laughs> I features I think it's
1: amazing what I've never had so much fun reading reading <laughs> tweets from unofficial official companies like Nestle today I saw a tweet that said something in lines of like hey, guys, we buy we, we buy the water from you and then sell it back to you at a markup, lol. <laughs> that was like basically like Nestle. It wasn't official, of course, but they bought the little thing. So
0: yeah. Someone just made that account. Oh, but yeah, that's sorry. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Nestle is basically getting something that is free, which is water, <laughs> and selling <laughs> it. And uh, you are very against uh, paid water, right? So I, oh, yeah. I think let's not go there because <laughs> Sven is really, really maybe for some other story uh, or other time. But, but then something changed, actually, Sven. I have to I have to tell you this story because I've been working on the Indie Lottery with, with Joao and he's also a entrepreneur. And then we built the whole product and then he was like, okay, what next? And I said, okay, now we go and we do marketing. And I said, can we do ads? No, no, ads are shit, like Twitter ads are terrible. So we are basically going to spend three to four hours a day on social media, creating content and engaging with people so that they will come to, to our product. And like, I looked at him and I saw like his expression of sadness, like pure sadness. He was like, oh my God, I hate that. I don't want to do that. Like, and then I realized that maybe ads are not that bad if they are doing properly, because ads are enabling people like João, people like myself, people that have great ideas, but are terrible at marketing. They enable them to show their product to the world. So that kind of changed a little bit my mindset regarding ads. And I thought, wait, maybe I can help indie makers spread the word about their amazing projects. And I decided to do it. I decided, I created a form, a tally form, and I shared it on Twitter and said, we are ready for ads. And I marked it at $65 per episode. What what do you think of this price? Would you pay for it? Yeah, Mm,
1: Potentially, yes. Yeah? Like, if you're asking me overall, is it is it worth the money, provided that, you know, it it ac- accomplishes a certain goal that I have, like, you know, a certain audience reach or a certain type of audience or whatever, probably yes. That That's, it. like, thinking about it now, if I had my company, right, of course, you'd want to utilize all the channels. You always go, you know, the most efficient ones towards the least efficient ones, right? So, you kind of, that's why a lot of people start with SCM and that, that kind of advertising, because it works. Sponsorships, of course, I mean... Look at all the YouTube channels and all the podcasts, you know, if you have a podcast on psychology, that's a place where you want to sponsor, that you want to sponsor with, you know, if you're, uh, I don't know, some sort of psychology books writer or whatever, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, so that that was something that really has been surprising me a lot, both with the Indie Lottery and also now with the podcast, is that people are willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, coming from a community where it's hard for me to sell $10 subscriptions... It's, it's really surprising for me that people are just willing to pay $65 for, for an ad. So I I shared it at first. I didn't have anyone interested. But then Simon, uh, Simon Euber, the that I interviewed recently here in the podcast, he reached out to me and said, like, I love your podcast. I want to buy four slots. Yep. Four slots. That's like 270 bucks. And I thought, what? <laughs> I, I don't believe this. And suddenly, and the thing is, like, I told him, I don't want to. I don't want to overburn people with one single product because sometimes they get annoying, right? Like you, you, you hear the same kind of ad, like NordVPN. Like we, we, have heard this many times uh, on on YouTube and everything. So we decided to do these ads instead of being every every episode. We decided to like give an interval between episodes, and we decided to make each ad special, like we something that is really interesting, something that I I wouldn't get. I wouldn't necessarily want money for it because I think it's really interesting for the people listening. So that's, that's definitely the, the most interesting thing that happened this past week. The fact that I'm finally finally monetizing this podcast in a way that I feel comfortable with. And I'm super excited because next week the listeners will already start listening to the, to the first ads and I, I think they'll enjoy. What determines how annoying an ad will be or what
1: determines how a person will be with seeing or hearing an ad in whatever
0: they're like l- listening or watching I think it's repetition when it gets boring I think when you hear the, f- you remember we both work at Trivago yeah and many times when I said I worked in Trivago people said oh the guys with annoying ads yeah so I think it became a meme even it became a meme because it was always the same and and very repetitive so I really believe that an ad when when it's really repetitive it becomes annoying in people's perspective but there's also many examples of podcasts that have amazing ads ads that i really like to listen yeah anyways that, that was the most exciting thing that happened to me this past week what was your least favorite thing the most unexciting the opposite spectrum that happened this past week what comes to your mind
1: i may be a bit disappointing here and then uh, cuz i'm not sure I mean, you've been we've been hanging out a lot in the past week, uh, or since I came to Portugal because obviously you're here, and uh, I love spending time with you. But it's you know I'm in a different country right now. I was I was attending the web summit. Uh, we were going around, we were sailing. We went to you know to Sizimbra, et etc. It's really hard to like. I really have to focus and think hard to be <laughs> able to find something that like I really didn't like. I mean, it's
0: it's it's. So nothing, nothing in your job, nothing, uh, kind of frustrated you. In this, I mean,
1: mayb- maybe, maybe at work, certain things. Because, it, like, if I complain, I'll feel like you know. E- e- Just complain. It's fine. This is a safe space. Oh, okay. I can. I, I have one for you. Okay. That's kind of work related. I, I don't like when tasks don't get. Finished on time, which obviously no one does. But then there's also no no communication, right? It's just like Friday, things didn't get done. Okay, what happened? No one reached out to me beforehand saying like, "Hey, we're gonna get blocked. We're not gonna deliver this on time." Then you know, I feel that the first place I'm gonna go is I'll look at myself, like, what what, what could have I done better? Should I have been more proactive in reaching out? And then he's like, "What's happening?" But then that's micromanagement, like, "Hey." What's with this task? Are you making progress and so on? So that's kind of frustrating because I work with adults and I would really expect them and I, I communicated this to them clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're getting... I, I mean, you, I'm sure you can kind of identify with this issue because you're a developer and you worked as a developer before as well. Like, if you're not making it on time, let, let me know at least so I know that I have to report to the customer, okay, we're yeah. going to push this task into the next sprint, that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? For me, top of my head... I would say that uh, two things come immediately to my mind, which are not that that bad actually. I don't think anything like really bad happened this past week, but uh, yeah, one was definitely like feeling a little bit frustrated with the indie lottery because we launched it and I think it's a great product, but it's not having enough users. We have like so far about like five ten a day. Uh, We are not putting a lot of efforts in marketing, granted, but it's still, like, I was expecting something much more grandiose, and uh, yeah, it's, again, it's the classic indie hacker frustration of, like, releasing something, putting a lot of effort into something, and then feeling lost as well, like, João and I, João is a designer, and he's very um, specific about the design, and he's like, I want it this way, and please work on this, and... I I am in the other spectrum as a developer, thinking no, we need we fuck about the design. Like I don't care. We just need to add more features. But in the end, we are both like we just want it to work, and we don't know what we should do. <laughs> so we're a little bit lost. Uh, and in the same time, there's this like anxiety of I we need we need this to work. Like because both of us are in a very similar situation of like we want to put all the efforts now to be able to create this somehow passive income that is able to create a nice salary so that we can relax. So, yeah, definitely th- that was one of the most frustrating things. And then the second thing is just so much work, man. So many, so many things that I have to do. Like, I, I-, I cannot go to bed with this feeling of like, who I've done everything, you know? There's so much shit to do that uh and then having you here for example i think i also have this stress because i i want to hang out with you and i want to do things with you because you are living and like we don't see each other that often so i want to do it but at the same time when i'm doing it i'm thinking man i should be working and and this also reflects with my social life not not only with you but like across everything like with my family with my my other friends here in Portugal I'm always feeling like fuck I, I should be hanging out with them I should be putting more effort I'm a shitty friend a shitty whatever uh, relative so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my frustration this is the the, the, the green side
1: on the, uh, the the green grass on the other side of the fence thing you know it's like I watched this YouTube video uh, this is not me projecting they're just kind of came up as whether to have kids or not and then the video was about how regardless of your decision you're gonna you know kind of want occasionally at least to have chosen the other thing that's normal right so you're 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 split because you kind of want to do this to enable yourself some freedom ironically to hang out with people but you can't hang out right now that's i mean that's sacrifice right so that's that's what people kind of very often quote as the sacrifice they need to make is to say no sorry I know this is a rare occurrence, but I really cannot attend. I cannot join. I cannot hang out. I love you guys, but I I, I need to do this for myself. And I think it's more about learning to feel comfortable with yourself and and, and that kind of approach. And the, the best you can do is hope that people understand and people that really know what you do and that support you will understand. You know, they 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 should kind of back you up and say like, okay, that's no like the reason I I'm not being overly assertive while i'm in portugal is because i know that you're working and i know you want to do this and i don't want to guilt trip you into like let's hang out we'll hang out i unless i, I you know my plane crashes tomorrow i hope it doesn't mm. but like you shouldn't be feeling bad about these things right so i should also be happy to give you some time if i'm a decent friend or a relative or family or whatever mm. and say okay i know that it makes you happy and not hang out with you uh, with me makes you sad so i'm not going to try and make it feel as bad just so they can you know spare more energy and then invest yeah. into your business,
0: but with you i I actually because you you flew from from Berlin and you are here and I know it's like okay, we only have this amount of time to hang out i I really try if like harder to meet you even though maybe sometimes it seems that I am working a lot but with with people that are here like with my family and with my friends, I'm I always thinking like. For instance, I returned right from from uh, from Germany a year ago, and I, th- I I'm always thinking, okay, uh, it's been six years abroad. Now I need to reignite those connections that I had here with my friends, and I need to like restructure my social life, right? Because it's really important for me, and I'm I'm always postponing that. And maybe they will understand, and maybe they won't. I don't know. But it's been a year, right? And I don't see an end. I don't see like okay, it's been a year. But at least now I'm making 10k a month and now I can relax. No, <laughs> not no. at all. Mm. So yeah, it's it's this anxiety of fuck. I I also want to make time for to settle down and have my life and uh if I if I want to have kids, if I want to have everything more structured, I need to have time for that. Right, it cannot be work, 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 work. Oh, there's a kid. Hey, kid, whatever. Work, work, work. No, I I need to have my time. I want to like take time to take care of things, and I just don't see when when but, this will be happening. So, what drives the anxiety? Right?
1: What, what what makes you anxious? Is it like the fear of not making it making it on like quote unquote on time, whatever that on time would, would you know it, it, whatever it
0: is? Do you have like some deadlines that you kind of? Yeah, uh, I mean. I think there's definitely deadlines. Um, I think it's also not knowing. Not knowing if it will work out. If you told me like, Tiago, in one year you'll be making whatever, enough for your lifestyle. And and then you can just restore your life and resume your your social life. But I just don't know. I simply don't know. That's funny. It's like when you travel,
1: you you go to places that you haven't been before and you you don't know these places. And that kind of what that does is you know it supports it's it supports uh it basically makes your 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 body create dopamine right because you're like in a new it's sort of like endorphins when you work out it's an an uncomfortable feeling you know pain and so on so just to kind of remedy the situation and but yet in this case when you're in an unknown and faced with the unknown there's there's anxiety so it's opposite of a pleasant feeling and but uh yeah that's beyond me. I'm not well-educated in the field. so.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also didn't expect you to... <laughs> good. To I no you longer I have to be anxious about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, i just saying that this is something that is haunting me. Or at least like... Yeah. Uh, was not so good in the past week. And, and you never like... You know, we... Death. Well, let's speak right. about death um <laughs> that, this, took a, this took a dark turn <laughs> this took a dark turn uh we always think that we are immortal we always think that like yeah let's just keep on going but sometimes shit happens and sometimes people that we love die <laughs> it's very dark but it, it happens right and um and then a lot of people say fuck i should have i should have take, taken more time to be with them right uh, there was a waste. And uh, yeah, re- like this week, I was also thinking a little bit about that. Like what? Like what if one of my, like there's so many friends that I wanted to hang out, like my family. What if this happens? <laughs> you know? it, it's very it's dark, a- but it, then I think, fuck, am I doing the right thing? But it's a false feeling,
1: right? Because like imagine, so, so I've been living abroad for a long time now and every time I go home, I enjoy, don't get me wrong, I love my family. I love spending time with them. But at you know at certain point, and I'm sure they feel the same. You're like, oh fuck, I gotta get out of this house. You know, like I'm, I'm at my my mom's place, for example. You know, we're having a good time. But then every now and again, if I didn't have a good night's sleep or I'm I'm, I'm a bit hangry or whatever, and she comes around and can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, oh for fuck's sake! Like I'm back to like you know being twelve. Like no, I can or I can't. So you get kind of nervous. So yeah. it kind of feels good to think about it and to pressure yourself about it. But it's not actual actual. Like you wouldn't spend if you did anything else than this if you had a regular job you wouldn't be spending more time because you remember when you were in germany and we had a discussion about okay you know if you go back home you'll hang out with people a bit more often then you then you go home and realize at first it works because everyone's happy to see you after a long time but then it become, becomes normal and then you end up not seeing your friends for months on end again you're in kind of a similar position yeah. so that's that that's the thing i think and i think but like
0: is... i miss what, what you just said that this past week you were stress-free and hanging out with your your friends and and your sister and everything. I miss that. I miss being able to do that as well, a little bit of like, let's relax. I'm stress-free. I finished my work, you know, I punched the clock. Punch the clock? Is that what you say? (laughs) If you punch clocks around, man. Punching a clock. And now I can just relax, do whatever, you know? I always feel guilty if I'm not working, (laughs) you know. Um, So, that's because I think you know.
1: You know what? I think it comes from our uh, tendency to look at things far away, the things that are far away, like goals. So you have this goal to become, you know, completely financially independent. You know, have multiple sources of income, uh, contribute to your community, etc., etc. All the things that I know you told me that you know you want to make, you want to meet cool people, etc. The thing is, I think it gets us anxious is instead of thinking about your next milestone or, or your next goal and thinking this progress as a, as stairs and then taking it one step at a time, you're like looking at the end goal and seeing how far you are from it. And that makes you anxious because you're like, shit, I should really be closer. I thought I'd be closer. Yeah. But then again, contrarily to that, you, like if you had spent less time looking at the end goal and more time looking at the stairs where, you, where you're walking, you know, it could have skipped over a few obstacles you could have like navigated your course better so like sure it's good to look at the end goal occasionally but like you know just thinking about this has been happening to me or had been happening to me for the first couple of years when i was in germany that's why i'm saying this i was constantly thinking about all the things that i wanted to accomplish in my life that i wanted to have to the point where i spent like three years thinking about it i did fuck all in terms of my job and my career and then woke up a couple of years later thinking like oh fuck and then then the opposite one, uh, the opposite problem happens, and then you you know depression kicks in. Like, should I should have, I should have like done something better in the past? Because anxiety is always related to the future, and depression is always related to the past and nostalgia and that kind of stuff.
0: But isn't it important to have a a longer term goal? I'll give an example. A couple
1: of years ago, uh, my goal was uh, to get up to a certain amount of money uh in terms of my investments and in my my yeah. etf and my my stocks portfolio how much the second one what it was one? like 10 10k it one was month. yeah so there was like what was it there was kind of was a couple of years in into me being in germany i started making money okay i want to make some investments the second one was all right i want to get my german german skills to be one level uh because i want to be able to integrate with the society there but then the moment you verbalize and you, you, you kind of visualize these goals, it's a lot easier to break it down into steps. Because if I wanted to get to B1 and I knew that I had been, you know, A2 uh, uh, at that point, I knew that I needed to do like b 11 and b 12 course, like two courses. And then, you know, I looked it up. Each one is like four months duration. So 12 months in a year, that was, you know, I had plenty, plenty of time to get there. So I just you know sat down and looked at, looked some language schools up. I, I found a good price, a good good a good offer, something close and whatever, and signed up. And then you know, bam, the goal's there. But if I had been thinking about like man, I really should be native native level German by now, it took me real like I'm a slow ass starter.
0: Then you just kind of get depressed over how you're not there. So you so what you're saying is that it's better to break down your goals into multiple, smaller so always, steps. Always, like I,
1: At work, I do it all the time. At In my private life, I used to do it, and then I stopped for God knows what reason over the past year or two, and I, and I was actually discussing this with my uh, with my girlfriend a couple of months back. Like, I really need to sit down and think about it again and set some goals for myself.
0: How do you see now the future? So we, we, we spoke about our job. We spoke about the things that were exciting for us in the past week, things that were not so exciting, how do you see yourself in in the, in the ne- in next, let's say, five years? Is that at all like clear to you? What do you want? Like, do you want kids? Do you want to have like an apartment? Do you want? Do you have like a specific place in life you want to be? Yes and no. I, I do
1: have I do have specifics in terms of like yes you know I want to definitely want to have kids I want to have at least one apartment uh, or the apartment that, that I live <laughs> in no I mean the apartment that I live in right so just to buy an apartment but then also investigating the financial viability uh, of that like does it make sense does it you know how much room can I leave for myself to actually get another real estate that I can that or maybe even see it as an investment start working on my third source of income which would be like my 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 little side gig and then besides so that's the like third one besides my investment portfolio in the real estate to kind of start working towards this, securing my future financially right so that's one thing securing my my future would be would be good do you think good. you'll get there i, I, I you know it, it's naive like you know i know i'm going to get there no I, I don't know i i don't want to i don't want to spend energy building up a plan b because if shit goes if shit goes south I know I'll manage. I trust myself enough that I, I've i been I've put myself through enough situations that I can confidently say that I'll probably be able to manage myself. I mean, shit, I mean, stuff can go so wrong that, like, you just have no choice, but what's the point thinking about these scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. There's a photo of me when I was a kid in my mom's house that I remember seeing, you know, every every time I'm going through a certain room there, I see that picture, and a couple of times I stopped, and I looked at myself, and I felt I had this, like, very sad kind of negative sort of like sentimental nostalgic feeling in a direction of like i'm not happy like i I feel like i betrayed that kid because <laughs> that kid would have wanted me or I- himself to be somewhere else in the future so when you ask me where i'd like to see myself i definitely don't want to be a 40 year old or 50 year old sven looking at the 30 30 year old sven and, and 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 thinking like i betrayed myself like fuck i didn't i didn't get myself where i wanted to get myself but how does
0: that especially if you're, you're in a family right uh, it's not only about you yeah. right there's yeah. the sacrifices yeah. right so maybe this fan of a uh, 40 year old Sven is not as happy as the 30 year old would imagine but now as two kids that are extremely happy or a wife or a girlfriend partner whatever that is hi- happy as well or family so yeah. is I understand that and I, I totally agree that as in a selfish way that I wanna be indie hacker, I wanna work on my own projects. Yeah. That definitely I wanna make that money and I, I wanna as hard work as hard as I can, um, because I wanna make this happen, right? So that's something that I really, really wanna do. And if it was only me, sure. No it's a no-brainer. That's what but I'll be doing, yeah,
1: right? If it's a family, then it's a tricky. But thing.
0: then if I If I have... uh, If I have... uh, Carolina, my partner, if uh, if, uh, we have kids, if I have also my family and my friends that require me as well to think about them and to sacrifice, then what would the 30-year-old, 20-year-old Tiago say when he says, okay, maybe he's not as happy, maybe he's not doing indie hacking full-time, but at least as the other things. You know what I mean? Uh, Yes, and... I think
1: there's a, there's, there's a so, certain, certain level of like, I mean, it, it can get self-destructive, this kind of thinking, because, you know, it leads to more anxiety and like, you know, what would have been, what if, all these like
0: really, really bad questions that you keep asking yourself um, when you get stuck in these loops. Like, how do you deal with the pressure of not letting down the people around you? Because you want to do your thing. Right. You want to achieve your goals and you are selfish in that way. And I think we're like, we're both very similar in that. Like we, we know what we want and we, we are a little bit selfish as well. Like, okay, we want to achieve that. Like, and the others will need to somehow be flexible. But at the same time, we think we don't want to make them sad. We want them to be happy. Right. So how, how do you deal, how do you deal with that? It's one of those things where, uh, there was a, a of all the
1: all of, of all the TV shows and stuff that I've seen. It it comes from The Office. There was this funny quote in The Office that I can't forget. Great show, where yeah, great show, great show, <laughs> not cringe at all. Uh, where I think it was like Dwight and and someone else, like two characters from the TV show, and then one messed up, and then the other one, and, and, you know he was beating himself up, uh, up about it, and then I think Dwight, of all the people on that show, for those of you who know, said something in in in, li- in lines of. You know, not everything's a lesson. Sometimes you just fuck up. Sometimes it's just shit. That's it. There's no how do you make it better? Sometimes you don't make it better. It it's it. You, you make you made a choice. You sacrificed an hour or two that you could have spent with your mom and your dad, and you did your thing. If something horrible happens tomorrow, you don't have to live with it. That's it. You just live with it. There's no, you know, there's no point where you just fix all the stuff and everything's fine and nice. No, that's never going to happen. And I think that's what leads to depression and anxiety with a lot of people, because they feel like I need to iron things out. Everything should be fine. No, it's just not going to be fine. It, it's, it's the way it is. Learn to leave with it, live with it. You, you know, it, time helps. It doesn't feel that bad anymore. But that's it. Sometimes mistakes are just mistakes, and sometimes you just mess up. I don't know. Uh, you can't always uh, expect to... Be able to spend the time with your family and work a lot. It just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, that's really good. That's really it's really, really dark, good.
1: but it's uh, it's the way it is. I, don't know. I mean,
0: it's dark, but at the same time, it lifts the pressure a little bit. Yeah, right. Because I, I always have this feeling like I need to make everything perfect. Like I can make no mistake, and uh, I need to like balance myself and the ones around me perfectly to the point that I cannot. Yeah, I cannot make any mistakes. But thinking about it that way, which is, you will make mistakes, but you are confident enough in yourself that you know that you'll, you are able to live beyond that, those mistakes and, and live like you, you can handle it. That's something really important. You, you need to learn to trust yourself. Do, do you feel you trust yourself? In what way?
1: that that you you simply trust yourself that you can like you know it sounds very very funny uh, and I swear to all the listeners I'm not on on you know on crack cocaine the but bit that of you wine, uh, <laughs> a better wine hey it's not illegal it's tasty wine that you know that whatever situation you'll find yourself in you'll be fine like what what I was mentioning before right so
0: i i don't know like i i have this feeling for instance when i went to college um i right. I, I studied in a very like tough college, tough, it seems a to hard, like tough in terms of like being hard to like study and, and pass the exams and everything. Everyone's like, it's the best college in the country, but it's really hard. Like everyone said, it's really easy to get in, but it's really hard to get out. A lot of my colleagues didn't even finish and like they, they quit after one year or so. And I was always kind of passing by. I was like, okay, I barely passed this class and barely passed the other class. Right, right, right. And in my mind, I was always thinking, this next exam, this next this next year, I will be exposed as a fraud. Like everyone will see that I'm not controlling this shit. Oh, the
1: imposter syndrome. The right. imposter
0: syndrome. That I will fail. And I think that's a little bit also what's happening with with me in life. Like I'm I'm doing stuff and I I want to do it and I want to be the hacker and that's my passion. But at the same time, I have this feeling that it will all like go apart, and then I will be alone. <laughs> Living in my basement, uh, working a job that I hate, <laughs> and <then> everything dark. <laughs> no, you know how many conversations
1: <laughs> like I've had, like how my many gosh. people I've talked to, and they had Lee with this, you know, had this exact same conversation. Like I feel like you know, I go to work, I don't feel like I do anything. Like anyone could do, a monkey could do this. Well, yeah, but the monkey's not there, right? Go, go try. Go, go try. Go
0: try to train a monkey. <laughs> to send emails. So that's You're going to get rich if you so do. So that's your argument. That's, I mean,
1: that's you, the worst a monkey argument. could do that, but the monkey is not there. So
0: I will do it. Oh my God. Is that your that, argument? Uh, I love it. I love what you said, though. Like, um, And I think it's really important. Try to not take yourself that serious. And and try to be trust yourself to know that even if you make mistakes... You'll be able to handle it, no yeah. is there any like any other trick I uh, like to make sure you handle it like is it like surrounding with the right people? is uh anything that you think that people can do to be more sure that they will handle the mistakes well? <laughs> think about the situation that i had a couple of weeks ago so just for you guys
1: uh, to know so it was web summit i took a wrong bus too late my phone died i had no idea where i am i ended up like on a different different (laughs) different side of lisbon trying to find my way back back home and uh, i should have been home at like midnight tiago already returned he was on another party and I told him I'd be home around midnight when when you know when the bus drops me off. So like fast forward four hours, I came back with a crazy story, met some students, ended up like drinking beer with some random students somewhere in Lisbon and they drove me back home, whatever. But the the, the funny thing is I, I really remember when I walked into the living room, you were still awake, like barely. And the the thing that you said to me was I'm I'm paraphrasing now, but it was something in lines of like, Yeah, at first I was like, Where the hell is Sven? Like he's not you know, picking up his phone, he's just lost, but then I was like, ah, fuck it, it's Sven, he'll handle it. So then, the moment you said this, so this is a really good example of how you just basically reaffirmed that, okay, so this is a feedback, it's not only me thinking I can handle myself, it's just that you probably noticed some sort of a pattern of behavior in me that, like, led you to the conclusion that I'll be fine, and you shouldn't be worried. That's So I didn't surround myself with people like you to kind of tell me, like, yeah, you'll be fine, but kind of indirectly, accidentally, it kind of happened, right? So, yeah. sure, if people know you well enough, but that also means that, like, with those people, and, like, you just gotta... It, it's, it was not really having you there, so it's not surrounding myself with people like you. It was more of doing my thing, and you being there next to me, seeing me do my thing, and figure out, like, okay, I'll be fine. Right. So it's more about actually you pushing yourself and kind of putting yourself in, in a fucked-up situation every now and again, to, to, to you know to test yourself. Yeah. It's a very vague, this is like very web summity kind of leave talk. your comfort <laughs> zone. Leave your comfort zone, guys. But it just clicks at some point. Like yeah, I don't know.
0: I think that's a great way to finish these episodes. We we talk, spoke about our jobs, spoke about the good things and the bad things and about our anxieties a little bit about the future. But in the end, everyone has anxieties. No one knows what the hell we are doing. And you just have to trust yourself. You need to trust yourself and know that no matter what happens, you will be able to handle it. Oh. So yeah, it's it's about surrounding yourself with the right people, people that support you. But more important than that is supporting yourself, like knowing, okay, I I can do this. Thank you, Sven, for uh, starting in this wannabe entrepreneur episode. You're very welcome.
1: Thank you for having You're going me on amazing
0: podcast. To back to Berlin. Yes. yes. I'm yes. sad. I'm very sad as because well. Because we cannot hang out uh, as much. But at least now I have time to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: you'll be able to work.
0: <laughs> this was uh, another Wannabe Entrepreneur episode. And uh, starting from next week, get excited because we are going to start some sponsorship. And I really want to do this with you, the listeners. And I want to get your feedback so that we do this right. And uh, at the same time, you can still become a member of the WB space, 10 bucks per month. And then you can meet other indie makers from all over the world and come build your project with us. Besides that, make sure to share the episode with uh, all of your indie maker friends. I'm sure they will also enjoy that. This was another Wannabe Entrepreneur. See you next time. Okay, bye.